Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball, an all-time sweep week. Bryce Harper's back. Are the Yankees back? It's All-Stars only today. An absolutely massive episode. I said all-stars only. All-JM team. Myself, Trevor, Zach is behind the wheels of steel today. Oh, oh! Passing button early. Why? You want to tell us, Zach? I think you guys have something to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we knew this already. Julio. Julio Rodriguez is getting paid. Trevor, right off the rip, we get some breaking news right before we get started. Part of the reason we're running hot today on Talking Baseball, presented by SeatGeek, code Talking, $20 off your first one. Julio, the kid, Trev, it just breaks. Passing tweets it. Um, I should give the, because uh, it was the other guy at ESPN who actually had the. Um, Kind of official tweet and in, in passing, shared it along. Jesse Rogers, or no, excuse me, Jesse Sanchez, um, MLB, had it first. So um, another young stud gets locked up. Trev, I want to know how you're doing, but, dude, I, I know every time this happens, uh, except I guess those Braves deal when Albies got locked up for like $35 million. But when I see a dude with 210 guaranteed over 14 and the ability to get to four hundred million, I mean that's the details are out already. So we don't have all the details. We just know. I'm assuming there's escalators and options. If Julio, I'm assuming if he becomes the MVP eligible sure. player, he's going to be that he has escalators in there. But it's two ten guaranteed over fourteen with the ability to grow well over four hundred mil- million with player and team options. Um, So right off the rip today, a little hey, how are you? A little sip of your coffee. And Julio Rodriguez is now locked up to be the Mariners star for the next decade and a half. So, I mean, Trev, I'll I'll kick it to you first on All-Stars Only Up. Um, where's, Where's your brain jump to? I think it's incredible for the organization. I think it's incredible for Julio. I mean, we are 420 at bats in. <laughs> nice. Wow. The guy has performed. He's brought this team from the dead. They were dead. Okay. I don't give a shit what anybody says. These guys were dead. Mike Trout buried them. When Julio started going, this team started going. And yes, Many other good players on that team. Ty France kept them afloat early on in the year. Julio doing what Julio's done this year has provided a spark, a jolt, obviously the on-field stuff too. He's the face of the franchise going forward. There's no doubt about it. Now, is there risks involved for the organization? Of course. That's a long time to have somebody locked up, and you got to keep this guy motivated throughout his entire contract, but – Seems like he is a guy that doesn't necessarily need that. The way he plays the game. I mean, people have already started, you know, talking about the comparisons to that bad man up there in Seattle, Ken Griffey Jr. So, like, when you're talking comparisons, real deal comparisons to him, and that's 
sort of like an unfair thing to put on right. a young guy's shoulders. Like Ken Griffey Jr. is like, I mean, I I don't know if the young kids understand what he meant to our generation, but like he was the guy. Like everyone wanted to be Ken Griffey Jr. I don't know if Julio's going to have that sort of national impact. I sure hope he does. It'd be awesome. But this is uh hell yeah, man. Fuck yes. Yeah, I mean, I'll I'll pick up for where you left off. Hell yes. Like, dude, this this kid's 21 and like you said, 420 at bats, nice in its own way. Uh, also unreal in its own way. Like, think about how old school baseball used to be. Like, ah, oh, you're a kid, you know, you haven't, yeah, what have you actually proven? You know, what do you got, one decent season? It's like, no, baseball's gotten smart that this dude is going to be a stud. His most valuable years are coming in probably the next eight years or so. So let's lock this guy up the right way. And, man, he really is a superstar. He's got 20 homers and 23 steals, Trev. Now, I think he's going to get 30 stolen bases. He'd have to get awfully hot, and he homered the other night. If he could put up a 30-30 as a rookie, I, I mean, A, that doesn't matter at all. But if he can, I stumbled into this. I did Wake and Jake uh, yesterday, and I, I kind of didn't know the topic. You know, there's obviously baseball's hot in the streets. I want to focus on baseball. Not time for fantasy football or any of that stuff yet. <sighs> and where I kind of jumped to is, like, Mike Trout has kind of been the faceless man of baseball. Like, oh, he's, he's an all-time great, but he's not the sexy face of baseball that baseball's been looking for. Aaron Judge... Chasing the home rec- home run record, he's larger than life in New York City. You know, there there's something there with Judgey. Um, Shohei Otani is kind of our international superstar of superstars, like international man of mystery. We've never seen anything like this before. And then the third head of the dragon was Fernando Tatis Jr., like, he was as cool as it gets. Swag naturally oozing off of him in the way that swag was originally supposed to be. That now that kind of got tainted a little bit. And, and baseball's so proud in, in the Dominican and the Caribbean and in that part of the world that Tatis going down was a huge blow. And looking around the league, I was like, who's, who's next? And hey, I hope Tatis comes back. He balls out, and it just becomes a, a weird asterisk in his history. But Julio Rodriguez is the guy. He's 21 years old. I mean, I said it early on, like, t- a good-looking dude. You could get lost in those eyes. And the way he plays baseball is fun and awesome, and it's everything you want it to be, that Julio Rodriguez has an opportunity to pick up this lion's share of becoming one of the faces of baseball. I don't know if baseball can have one face anymore or the way the NBA or NFL can, but we can have these multiple faces and use it to the sport's advantage that Judge is almost this like Shaquille O'Neal type character. He's larger than life. He hits home runs uh, at an all-time record. Shohei Otani is doing something that's never been done since the myth of Babe Ruth. And by the way, he's not from the U.S., and that's awesome. He should be this international star of stars. And then at the same time, like if you're doing sex appeal, like if you got to create your own player and put yourself in a video game, it was kind of Tatis. And now I think oh, Trevor Plouffe, too. You want to be a thick third baseman, <laughs> power to all fields. Um, like Julio Rodriguez is kind of that guy. 
and I, I'm happy for him. I'm happy for Mariners fans. And I'm starting to get hyped up for Seattle this postseason because that's when you can really plant the stamp. If Depending who the Mariners were to come up against, if Julio Rodriguez can be that dude come October, now you're talking about a 22-year-old face of baseball that's got some some battle scars and uh, the guy's a bona fide stub. Th- this is awesome. I love it. I love that baseball is truly now becoming an international sport. We've had it for a while. You know, we get players from Asia. We get players from Latin America. We obviously draw from all parts of North America as well. But to have like your stars be international, I think is great for the game. And look, I'm American. I love it when we have, you know, Aaron Judge representing us, like, you know, Mike Trout. Like, these are like our boys. Like, you know, I still believe. I mean, I don't know. It's 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 our. I I still think it's our national pastime. And maybe football's maybe football's yeah. taken that. Maybe, but I'm fine with that because I've said this before on the show. Having like Latin America love baseball the way they do is so lucky for Major yeah. League Baseball. Like if we didn't have Latin America and they were focused on a different sport, you know, we would lose so much of what's fun about the game. So I love like that we're getting these young guys in that not only that like, you have to be good at baseball and these guys are excellent at baseball. Like that's the one thing you can't just be fun and look good and all the shit. You got to fucking play, bro. Like these guys can play. They understand the branding of it now. Like these young guys are getting that he, like J Rod's got a, I hate that nickname. Dang it. Julio has a YouTube channel that he's, he does stuff on. So like, I love the international aspect really coming into play, man. I, I think it's great for baseball. And we're going to get the World Baseball Classic coming up, which is like getting me all excited. It's a fun day for baseball fans right now. I don't care who you are, who you root for. You know that's good for baseball. Yeah, and it's uh, it's it's so funny. The Baseball Little League World Series is going on right now, and, and they've got the international teams, and that's awesome. And uh, another thing, anytime, if anyone here has ever been to Miami uh, – Miami is this cultural mecca of sorts, mm. and the fact that they haven't—they haven't—we gotta go. I think we're going World Baseball Classic. Oh, we're going. We're going. Um, the fact that Miami hasn't had the baseball team to lean into, one day they will, and that city will love it. They just need to kind of lean into the culture of Miami. And Trevor, it's so—it's also so funny thinking about where we've come on bat flips and having fun on the field. You, you mentioned, you know. Dominican, Caribbean, like we, we always look at Leadham every year. And, you know, back in the day it was like, whoa, it's it's pretty crazy down there. Those guys have fun. And then it's like, oh, wait, maybe we should do that because baseball is fun. That's the whole point. That's part of the reason we're successful is that it's a fun sport. You don't have to worry about getting beat up like you do in football. Um, eh, basketball is pretty fun too. I got no qualms with basketball. Hell, I even like I'm football. Over basketball. Trevor's over it. But it's it's awesome and it's it just continues to be a step in the right direction that we can pull superstars from Asia and from the Caribbean and from the US. And you know what? Soon we're going to be talking about more like Europe guys as as the Little League World Series grows and things like that that uh uh you know, in baseball we start doing the London series and things like that. 
Uh, it's a beautiful sport. This is obviously talking baseball, so we're a little biased, but a, a little uh, a nice way to start Friday, Trev. And we just said before the episode, hey, let's yeah. keep this one tight today. Yeah. I don't give a shit what we do. I'll talk for four <laughs> hours about baseball. <laughs> Think I care? Holy, That's, hey, yeah, India, yeah, step it up, bro. Let's you got go. a billion people out there. Let's go. Give Let's us go. some baseball superstars. You already got cricket out there. Yeah. Do you know the most famous Instagram athlete is the cricketer? <laughs> I like hearing you say cricketer. I'll tell you that. Bro. There's some badass motherfuckers out there. Yeah. Hey, give us a few of them. Come on. John's a Come join guy. the world's game. John's, I know he is. John's combining the bridge there. I think you, me, Joe, Zach, go to, go to India. India? Uh, Zach gave, I think, a yes. <laughs> it was a noise. I don't know if you okay. could label it a yes, but um, I don't know. Some some good news for, again, the dying sport of baseball as Julio Rodriguez, a 21-year-old kid, might have just walked into $400 million. Yeah, so, so actually I'm going to call out two two places. Perfect. Africa yeah. and India. Let's well, go. Let's go, people. Like, go. Do I need to go over there and start coaching ball? Yes. I might have to. Yes. Need it, guys. Let's get into some baseball, Jake. Come on. Let's get into some baseball. All-stars only. BBD's out. Is he making love? Is that what he's doing? I think he's at a wedding. Oh, okay. Yeah. Basically. So, yes. So, basically. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, John, John actually, he, he finally went to, <laughs> he went to the doctor to, to get his, his, like, foot looked at and stuff. So, hopefully, hopefully there's good news there. I don't, I don't know how we label that. Um, and, guys, it was a funky week. There was a ton of Interleague 2 gamers. You know that's our least favorite thing in the world. Um, and by the way, they came out with next year's schedule and they got rid of a ton of the two gamers and everybody's playing each other. Guys, baseball's kind of got it figured out. Oh, let's uh, do it. They're figuring some shit out. And before we get to the NL, you know who else has it figured out, Trev? My Muggsies. Of course. Muggsies are the most comfortable men's jeans on the planet. We are in the last week of August. We are in the last week of August. Fall's coming. Postseason baseball. Julio buying us dinners in our Muggsies. Muggsies are as comfortable as they get. The whole story behind why we're partners with them now, they were the jeans Jimmy wore. And he was the our, our sales team asked us, like, what are you guys passionate about? I said, really good looking goatees. Jimmy said, Muggsy jeans. And that's why we are with Muggsy. They're as comfortable as they get. I, normally a hot person, I wore a pair of Muggsies yesterday. And I did good in the August heat with them. Okay, Trev's got a question. <sighs> Muggsies yeah. look great on you. I've seen you yeah. in Muggsies. Yeah, they hug me. Problem is, okay, you got one, but then you minus one, you get zero. And I think that's what happens with the goatee. Okay. So if you so wear Muggsy jeans, of... don't ever have a goatee okay. like that if you're wearing Muggsy jeans. It takes away from them. <laughs> I think... Don't ever have a goatee like mine right now is the answer for literally everyone. <laughs> I didn't flip the hair up today. This is one of those episodes. Sometimes we run the TV in our office and old episodes pop up. And some of my looks are just atrocious. And this is one of those days. Uh, yes. But that is, that's my own goatee's fault. It's not Muggsy's fault. They are the best. And with promo code baseball, baseball, you'll get 10% off your entire order at Muggsy.com. 
com. Give them a try. I, I guarantee you're going to like them. They're comfortable. The Muggsy guys came through the other day. We went to a baseball game with them. They're baseball fans as well. Um, so go check it out. Muggsy.com, promo code baseball, 10% off. Um, like I, I think the percentage of time this winter that I will wear Muggsy, Muggsy jeans is probably 80%. Like four out of five days, I'm going to be in Muggsy's. So yeah, that's a pretty big endorsement. My old trainer used to, he still does. He trains in jeans sure. and like vans with no socks. <laughs> I need to hook him up with Muggsy because yeah. Muggsy's are essentially like an athletic pant that looks like a stylish, beautiful cut pair of jeans. Right. Like I'm, I feel like when I go out to dinner with Jess, I'm like, I've won. I've like tricked her. Ah, uh, no. I'm wearing comfortable. I guess you did win because she's just way above your league. Right? Not bad. Yeah. Hey, let's talk some baseball. Speaking of above my league, Trevor Plouffe. You have the ale today. I have the ale today. That means Poppy Gordito <laughs> has the National League. Zach, let's do it. It is a massive sweep week, people. The Atlanta Braves, what did they do? They went into Pittsburgh and they swept the Pirates. I mean, was, are the Braves just Trev's friends? Odorizzi and Max Freed? The first two games of this series, they hold the Pirates to one run in each of those games, and then they blow it out on the final day. Robbie Grossman's your friend. He's on the Braves, yes. too. By the way, uh, he's talking about how crazy this lineup is, especially with the young guys. Grissom, uh, three hits in one game. Matt Olson, date my daughter and take her on a trip in the Allegheny because that's what he did. The Braves, man, this team is so, so good. Max Fried, you may hear about him later on in the program. Little teaser there. Speaking of really good teams, the Philadelphia Phillies. They sweep the Cincinnati Reds. Noah Syndergaard with a big start. Aaron Nola with a big start. And by the way, guess who's coming to town? Bryce Harper is joining the boys today. Not only did the Phillies stay alive without Bryce, they kind of thrived a little bit. And Harper comes back nola complete game shutty the day that wheeler's going on the il so you take the good with the bad there remaining strength of schedules phillies with the eighth easiest brewers seventh easiest you might hear about them later like i mentioned Cindergard had a really good start for them they four games sweep it and schwarbo he's got 35 ding-dongs on the year oh big meat Speaking of the Dodgers, take two out of three from the Milwaukee Brewers. The Brewers, they win 4-0 game one. Lauer, after his quotes, they shut out the Dodgers in that first game. But, oh, no, that might have just pissed him off because Catterday, meow. That's a lot of W's, Trev. That's a lot of W's for your guy, Tony Gonsolin. And then they take the rubber match on the final day. By the way, our guy Walker Bueller gets TJ, so he's out like all of next year. That's a bummer for the sport. We love Walker Bueller. We might have to get him involved. We know Walker's kind of sneaky. 
He might be in for a postseason talking baseball. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I like that. Okay. Get him while he's sedated. Andrew Heaney, six innings, 10 Ks. And that's obvious because that's what they do. They knocked around Corbin Burns. The Dodgers are different, man. Cardinals and Cubs, they linked up for five. Cardinals take three out of five. This went every other game. Cards, 1-0. Jordan Montgomery, you're going to hear about him later. I promise you. Cubs win. 2-0, and then Cards blow them out in the third and the final game. Uh, hey, Cardinals take three out of five in Wrigley. Uh, Javier Assad pitches for the Cubs. Strikes out Pujols. Says he never could have dreamed of it. Glad he got Pujols out because not a lot of people have lately. Paul Goldschmidt, people. We talked about it last time. That guy's going to be your MVP. He is an absolute stud, including two homers in that final game. Dakota Hudson with a big start. And guess what? Fairly big interleague. A lot of teams in there. That's what happened in the NL. Yeah. Why'd you start laughing at the start? You started (laughs) losing it right at the rip. I was waiting for you to finish. I didn't want to interrupt. Okay. There was a comment there that was just too good that say? just ripped on you. No, oh, man. It's not about my life. I had to take a picture of it because I didn't <laughs> want to lose it. So I'm going to give you credit, Okay. chat. You know I love the chat. Yeah, chat got here. I love here. the chat. Nick Tholen yeah. said, Jake's goatee yeah. looks like a toddler who ate chocolate ice cream and didn't <laughs> wipe his face. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's not wrong. If you have kids, you know they're always just this this fucking ring around their face of food. Mm. I don't get it. Kids are disgusting. Yeah. And so are you, my friend, with so, that goatee. So am I. Uh, <laughs> thanks. We love the <laughs> chat. We love the chat. In the National League, again, a lot of interleague, so you haven't heard about some of these. Mets are still in first place. They have a three-game lead on the hot Atlanta Braves. Three games, though. That's starting to get real again. The Philadelphia Phillies, 67 and 55, 11 games back. Trev still laughing at me in my face. The St. Louis Cardinals, they have a five game lead on the division. Winners of eight straight. Uh, Milwaukee, 65 and 56. Rest of that division is D E D dead. And your Los Angeles Dodgers, 84 and 37. God damn. The Padres are. Say that again. 684 and 37. It's unreal, man. That's unreal. Padres, 68 and 56. Uh, San Francisco's a game under 500. Snakes, five game back of San Francisco. People are talking. And your NL wild card, um, right now it's Atlanta, eight games in. They are home free. The Phillies and San Diego are technically tied. That's fun. That's a fun one with the Milwaukee Brewers being a game and a half back. Literally the only other team kind of in the ballpark is San Francisco, who's a game under five hundred, six and a half back. They would really have to find a special gear. Otherwise, uh, Milwaukee, San Diego, and Philly are, are all in the race for that last wild card spot. So, uh, Trevor, uh, we started... I'll go Cronpod. I know you love Cronpod. Uh, I yeah. started with the Atlanta Braves. I don't even know how much of a deep dive in there because it feels like a lot of the same stuff. Uh, Their young guys are disgusting and performing. Uh, They sweep the Pirates, and they get really good pitching performances. Odo, six innings, 
one earned. Freed, eight innings, one earned. And then Wright, seven innings shutout. Uh, this team is all around so good. Um, and the here's a fun one. Hey, how about our stats team? Shout out to Max. The Braves are 12-0 and 0 on days the Mets have lost a game dating Ooh. back to July 17th. So that's a fun one. So when you... When the Mets lose, you are gaining ground. I like that. That's a fun one. Soroka's making a rehab start tomorrow. Um, I mean, Michael Harris hits an oppo homer. I, I don't know, Trev. Where where do you go with these guys? Are you wearing a Braves hat? Yeah, I got a new one for my guy, Carl Lamar. So shout out. He sent this one. I've been wanting this one for a long time. It's got like the neon green. Mm. The colorway is just mm. spectacular. Mm. So yeah, shout out him. He he sent me a package. Thanks, bro. Um, what I like about this Braves team, we've talked about these guys a lot. Okay, there's a lot to like about the Braves team. The Braves lead all of baseball with 78 RBI coming from the nine hole. The next mm. highest, 65 and 56 from the Dodgers and the Giants. They're on pace for 101 RBI from the nine hole, which would eclipse the all-time record of 100 that the Texas Rangers had in 1996 when everybody was just putting steroids into their heart. (laughs) Yeah. This is, to me, is probably the most telling thing about a baseball team. How long is your lineup? What are the threats there? And I understand sometimes you can do that double leadoff guy down in, in in the nine hole, whatever it is. But this also means that you're seven and eight guys are getting on base. This means that you don't have a top five and then the rest of the guys, you're just hoping to you know, figure some things out day, uh, day in, day out. These dudes are doing it. Right. This is a lineup that a pitcher looks at. You're pre-gaming for the series. And what you do is you look for the outs. Who are the outs in this lineup? Okay. Right now, with the Braves, it's tough. You're not going to find a lot of easy outs because of what they've done with their roster construction. They went into Pittsburgh. They handled the business. I love they are They are... Peter Moylan is tweeting out memes of cars' <laughs> wheels falling off yeah. because they're close to catching the Mets, which I didn't think was possible. I really didn't, dude. And then you got Matt Olson, date your daughter, Jake. Yeah. Putting one in the river. Did you see the swing? I've, I've seen it's it about a lot, as, man. It's about as pure as you can get. And he launched that earmuffs. Motherfucker. Oh. oh. It's one of those swings that you just, it, it kind of like makes the hair on your arms stick up a little bit. Like that is as pure as it gets. If you've ever hit a home run that you are like, oh, I got that one. You you know, Jake, you yeah. know that feeling. I'll start there may not be a better feeling in all of baseball. When you absolutely just put your A swing and you hit and you hit that ball like that. Uh, there's there's not a I mean, Soroka might be coming back soon. I mean he is coming back soon. What we'll see what kind of role he has. These guys are they're on point, man. Trev, you're, you're all over it, man, and it's whether you want to, you know, the things we like to check off when we, when we talk about stud teams, like, okay, do you, do you have that brutal top of the lineup that every time you flip the lineup, you got to go through hell? Uh, Ronnie Acuna, Dansby Swanson, we haven't talked about him heading into free agency enough. My guy might get a big old bag. Uh, young, thick Austin Riley's an MVP candidate, Matt Olson. 
has had an amazing year. And then, okay, so you got that. Check it off, top of the lineup. Do you got some young studs or something fun going on at the bottom of the lineup? You tell me with Michael Harris, Vaughn Grissom, Eddie Rosario, and Marcelo Zuna. They can almost be a platoon if they want. William Contreras, your guy Robbie Grossman. Uh, you can tuck him down at the bottom of the lineup if you're if you don't want young and sexy. How about I give you old and on base? Um, this Braves team. <laughs> <That was> good. <laughs> this Braves team is deep. We don't talk about their starting pitching a ton and. That's all they got this series. Morton didn't pinch. Spencer Strider, who's striking out everyone in the world, didn't pitch this series. And their bullpen, they've got, dude, Kenley Jansen, Reisel, A.J. Minter, Colin McHugh, Matzik, Kirby Yates. Dude, it's top to bottom with this team. And, you know, the the Braves and the Mets, I guess that would be the, if we were doing a, a true sports show debate, would be could are these teams better than the Dodgers just because the Dodgers don't have one of those teams in their division? Like, I the Dodgers, Braves, and Mets. I have them as one A, one B, one C. I don't know how you split them up, man. Yeah, I mean, look, there, there, there's no holes on the Braves roster. Mm-hmm. I think that's one thing that you can say about them that you can maybe say about. I don't even know if you can say that about any other team. I don't know. I think they're one of, if not the most complete roster in the big leagues. And they take care of the uh, the Pirates. I actually think I might have a Pirate Award coming later, so we might might bottle that up. There, there are some talks about the standings aren't updated. I don't know where you got those standings, but uh, I think everyone can go and just click on and see where everyone's at. Oh, those standings weren't... Uh, dude... I had two windows open next to each other, and one was the standings from today. One was from the 22nd. Uh, so that is my bad. <laughs> that is completely my bad. Um, let's see. At- Atlanta's 10 games up in the wild card. They are home free. Um, Philadelphia, two and a half up. San Diego is a game and a half up on Milwaukee. And then uh, let's see what else changed in divisions there. Sorry, my people. That's that's a huge my bad. Um, uh, Mets are two games up on the Braves. Sheesh. St. Louis, six games up. <laughs> and the Dodgers are 19 and a half up on the Padres. Oh my God. Unreal. Um, Pirates, you're getting a little love later, and I, I don't think you guys are going to get a lot of love in that series, so we'll keep it moving. Um Philly sweep the Reds. I mean, hey, an, another team, another good team, another bad team, another team taking care of business here. But we get a good Cindergard start. We get Aaron Nola. Uh, I think he went complete game shutty, 11 Ks. Um, and the bad man comes back today. So, again, I, I, I don't know how much of this series is the conversation or how much of it is getting Bryce back, making sure he's right, and, and wherever they get seated in the playoffs. Um this is a team you've said from day one, you don't want to see this team come to postseason. Yeah, I think, you know, Wheeler goes on the IL with some tendonitis in his elbow. I'm hoping that is just preventative and maybe like a rest period for them. I don't know if that makes a lot of sense. Obviously, there's something going on. Yeah. I just hope it's not serious and like, hey, if we give you, if we skip two starts, you know, I think everything will be better. I'm hoping that's what it is. They need him. 
They really do because that is one of their strengths. I mean, you you put those top three guys up against anyone, Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez there, and then you got some guys in the back with Syndergaard and Gibson. Uh, the second game of this series um, where they walked it off was pretty cool uh, because it was the Reds took the lead in the ninth, and then Stott almost walks it off. I think he hits the top of the wall, which is like fun because you tie the game, but also you're like, dude, just like yeah. two more feet, bro. Like I could be the hero, get the all the cameras on me, and then uh, Maton does it. So it, they played a good series, similar to the Braves against the Pirates. Uh, Phillies, you need to go take care of business when you're playing the Reds. So they did. And they did, and I, I think, man, with their improved standing um, and the right standings, uh, you know, they, they are battling with the Brewers who are still figuring it out. Um, they are, quick math, four games up and in the wild card, which... I mean, you're not locked by any means. There's still a lot of baseball left. There's, you know, five weeks, six weeks, something like that. Um, but, yeah, I mean, all everything that the articles say about Wheeler is that if he could, if he if they needed him to pitch, they could. Um, but, yeah, it looks like he's going to miss two starts. And it's, it's phantom IL season. I talked about this with Jerry Blevins on Wake and Jake a little bit. And it's so funny the, the hoops we have to jump through a little bit. Um, but understandably so, because Phantom IL is a really tricky thing, but also we've gotten to the point that we understand the mental sides of sports, and there's also a physical side to it that there should almost be a an understood rest for players if they do need it, but it does start to get tricky because then our team's throwing guys on the IL when they're not hurt. I don't know how you do it, but uh, if you're the Phillies, I mean, you are... It's 90% you're going to be in the playoffs and, and get your guys right and healthy, and you got to be excited. You know, I think Philadelphia, when Harper went down, was expected to be on the outside looking in, and now that they're kind of firmly in, that's just so huge. So huge. It is, and I love the fact that Bryce was, like, slated to play this whole week in the minor leagues, and he's like, nah, dog. Yeah. Nah, I'm good. You see what I'm doing down here? <laughs> Like, I need the details on this trip from Bryce. I need to know the pregame or the postgame spread. I need to know that. Yeah. That is something I am so interested in. So hopefully anybody in the chat, if they if they said something about that, please let me know. Um hit up Gibby. But, yeah, maybe. Maybe Gibby knows. What I think people need to realize is that players don't have to go on rehab assignments. <laughs> you have to agree to go on a rehab assignment. Uh, so a lot of times we get dummies that are like, no, I'm not going to rehab assignment. I'm good. Uh, but you need to go see some live pitching. I think Bryce was like, my eyes are feeling good. <laughs> and two games, I think he played two games or two days. It's funny. He's back, bro. I can't fucking wait to see him mashing baseballs. I, I think he might have the best looking uni in the game when Ooh. all things are considered. Because he's, you want to know why I say that? Why is that? Because this is analytics right here, people. When you got your own cleats with your own freaking name on them, it just takes you to the next level. Yeah, just takes you to the next level. And he like, you know, he he wears like that, like, you know, the three quarter pants look thing with the stirrups, and he's got everything. He got a lot of flair, but it works. And man, Real Muto's been hot. Alec Bohm has been hot. Throwing Harper in there. Alec Bohm has been hot. Even where Castellanos was, he's been better. That uh, Reeser's having a nice season with Schwarbo. 
Um, yeah, man, and, uh, you know, we're starting to get close where we can start to talk almost playoff strategy, and if they can have Nola Wheeler and then you have Gibson or Syndergaard and maybe Ranger kicks back to the pen and you got D-Rob out there, like, this Phillies team, uh, they've got Pittsburgh this weekend. I could see their winning ways continuing, and we they were one of the coin flip teams that we didn't know if they were going to be a part of this season, and they full-blown are, and Harper's back, and that is awesome news. Big start by Syndergaard, too. Love that. Um, Trev, the other... Uh, the other one with two teams that matter the rest of the way, the Cubs and the Cardinals played uh, five, and, and the Cards won three out of five, so that, that kind of is what it is. Pool holes has been one of the stories of baseball, which is insane. But the Dodgers and Brewers, uh, they linked up for three. Dodgers took two out of three after the Brewers took the first one. Um, and, yeah, man, Dodgers, last time we were talking about them getting to Alcantara, this time they get to Corbin Burns, like... Holy, maybe I should stop comparing other teams to the Dodgers. They're 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 a different they're a different beast. The way they grind out at bats. I mean, they they can do it all offensively and with the pitching, they've been able to just like figure it out, dude. And the guys obviously have stepped up for them. I'm curious to see I haven't really heard updates on Kershaw. Hmm. Uh, we'll see how that goes, but they are just they're a different team. Yes. I love for the Brewers. I love Lauer. You remember uh, yeah. Lauer came in? It's Eric Lauer, right? Yep. He came out and was talking about like how they were mad about the hater trade and all that stuff. And like sometimes I'm like, dude, are you going to say that? I know you've been pitching well. Are you going to say that and all the things are going to go down? You're facing the Dodgers. He has an unbelievable start. So he kind of backs it up right there. I love that. They take game one. And then the Dodgers offense just opened up. It just opened up. And man, Tough for the Brew Crew because you're you're fighting for your life right now, and going to the. I mean, I I think this is probably what they expect. You go to Dodger Stadium, and it's bad for. I hope they didn't feel this way, but I think on the outside looking in, you're like, yeah, they're probably going to lose two or three. No, Trev, that is a good point though. That when when Lauer when Lauer says that, and then he takes the hill and you shut the team down, that's a lot different than if you go out and you get rocked the next day because then everyone can say, well, dude. Team would have done a lot better if you pitched well. Um, and, yeah, for Milwaukee, you get the hell out of Dodgers, literally, and then you're at home, Cubs and Pirates, and then they go and play the Snakes. So, like, we've been out on the Brewers for a little bit. They're a game and a half back in the wild card. Now is kind of their go time, uh, and they can. They still can. They still have the arms. Got a couple of those guys in the lineup need to click, but, you know, take care of the Cubs. Take care of the Pirates at home. And, you know, we look around the league and there's the exciting races are kind of Mets, Braves in the East. You know, the AL wild card, everyone's a little skeptical of Baltimore, so it seems like the wild card teams are wrapped up over there. Um, Milwaukee, if they can find it, which they absolutely can, six weeks of baseball and a lot of talent on that team, there's going to be one really sad team in the National League. Um Trev, I, I've got my my standouts coming out of the the Cardinals Cubs series. If, if there's anything you want there, um, are you taking who I was going to take? Uh, I don't know hey, who whose initials were you going to take. Well, let's just say okay. There's Dick in his name. Okay, no. Okay, no. Uh, so good. 
So good. That's a weird way to to talk about him. I'm sorry. That I just, was really weird. In my mind, I just I went there. That was really weird. Um, Goldschmidt continues an MVP run. Dakota Hudson, nice start. Aaron Nato can't. They stop. had some incredible defensive plays. I talked about it a little bit on baseball today, man. Like yeah. Goldschmidt at first base makes all those guys in the infield so much better. I know they're. I know those guys are great on their own, right? But to have a guy like Goldie doing what he's doing at first base makes you so confident, dude. Pujols six ninety three, and he ties Bonds for most different pitchers homers off of. We know what Corey Dickerson did, guys. We're going to talk about it. Trev, do you want to bring us? Wait, one more thing you got to mention. Just for you, just for you. I want you to go look. Tell me what um, Jordan Montgomery did. Uh, That might have been my standout, Trev. Oh, baby. That's why we mark it in the sheet there. Oh, you already marked it? Marked. Time for the AL, baby. Let's hear the AL. Big Z, hit him. Hit him with it. My people, we are starting out with a tough one for your boy, Coach Trev. The Twins go into Houston, and they get swept. 4-2 Astros, 5-3 Astros, 6-3 Astros. It's been the bats for a while for the Twins. They actually had some decent pitching here, but, man, you're going up against Verlander, Framber, and Garcia, and these things are about to happen. Bregman stays freaking hot. Um, three hits with two home runs in the first game, a two-run home run in the first game. Um, I think he had another homer at some point. Mancini's going off, hitting a bunch of home runs. The Astros are a damn good team, and the Twins right now are struggling to find themselves an identity. They got to step it up. They get swept down in Houston. Another sweep. This will make some sense. The Rays sweep the Angels, a four-game set. 2-1 Rays, 11-1 Rays in Game 2. They needed extras to walk it off in Game 3, 4-3, and they won the Game 8-3. The Angels are kind of spiraling downward. Jared Walsh is uh, done for the season. What does he have, like thoracic outlet or something like that going on? Uh, that's interesting. The Rays continue to do it. We always say Rays going Ray. They did that again here. The bullpen was fantastic. A bunch of guys stepping up for them. Uh, a bunch of different guys offensively, too. Ray's going Ray. They sweep the Angels in a four-game set. Another sweep. Are you kidding me? The Blue Jays go into Fenway and I think effectively end the Red Sox season. I'm I'm probably going to put that out there, my people. 9-3 Blue Jays and then two extra inning wins. 3-2 and 6-5. We had Stripling, Barrios, and Gossman all go there. There was some excellent defense. I'll talk about that in a little bit. My guy, Chappy, the Blue Jays went six and one on this Yankees Red Sox trip. They're eight and one in Boston this season with two sweeps. Romano was fantastic. Back to back nights coming in and shutting their team down. Blue Jays are not getting talked about enough. They are a terrifying team come October. They get the sweep. And I believe the last series that we're going to talk about. The White Sox at Orioles. A lot of playoff implications going into this series. And the Orioles take two of three. And my, oh, my, it could have been the other way around. The Orioles win the first one five to three. The White Sox win the second one five to three. And we know what happened in that last game. Four three Orioles. Adam Angle drops the fly ball with two outs in the ninth. Could have brought home the victory. Instead, the Orioles tie it up and they get the win in extras. 
Orioles take two or three from the White Sox. And my people, that is what happened in the American League. Trevor Plouffe, magnificent as all always, or is it Maleficent? I never know. Um, the updated standings, not the standings from earlier in the week, because that's probably what you guys are looking for. Uh, the New York Yankees are atop the AL East. A seven-and-a-half game lead of the Tampa Bay Rays, winners of six straight, and they are a half game up of the Toronto Blue Jays, who are 7-3 and three in their last 10. So the AL East, baby, continues to go. Even the Orioles, 65-59, and 59, the lowly Red Sox. Holy smokes, man. Holy smokes. They are a few games back of Baltimore down there. The Cleveland Guardians, a team I think we need to start giving more love, are four games up on the Twins, who are now a game above 500, Trevor. And the Chicago White Sox, who are the same and are trying to just completely break me, and they may have. Uh, we'll talk about that. And the Houston Astros continue to dominate out West. 12 and a half up, 81 and 45. Sheesh. Mariners, 68 and 57, but they locked up Julio. So that's awesome for them. So your wild card is Tampa, a half game up on Toronto. Toronto, a game up on Seattle. And Baltimore is two and a half games outside looking in on those teams. So, uh, Trevor Plouffe, where do you want to go, Big Daddy? I will start. We'll do Crompod. You know, the Astros and the Twins kind of going in opposite directions here. Twins have to put Buxton on the I.L., which for a team that has kind of been struggling for an identity offensively, that's not great. Um, but the Astros are just that team, I guess. You know, Framber goes his 21st consecutive quality start. Verlander goes six shutty, no hit innings with 10 Ks. Didn't walk anyone. His only base runner was a drop third strike. And there's a note here, Verlander and Framber. A combined 41 quality starts this season. That's more than 12 other teams have. Like 12 teams. And these two guys have done it themselves. I think that they're another team like the Braves who really don't have a hole in their roster. It's tough to go play this team. No matter where, no matter when. Doesn't matter if you catch the top of the rotation, the bottom of the rotation. This team is just damn good, man. And the Twins came in. Struggling a little bit. I think they had a series loss against the Rangers. They go into here, and it's just its tough, man. They're so good. Uh, Mancini with a couple homers. Uh, that, that brings his Astros numbers back back up to a decent place. I think I think he was in a, a slight, slight skid. But, yeah, man, I mean, Justin Verlander, every time he pitches, he could be a standout performer for us. It, it's nuts. We, we talk about it. We also don't talk about it enough. Unfortunately, Trev, I think the story here is you checked everything off with the Astros. Oh, they win some more. They're pitchers who have done it for a while. Do it again. We know some of the bad dudes in their lineup. Um, man, you're twins. It's starting to hit. Like, it's it's fight or flight time. They're a game above 500. They've been playing under 500 baseball since May. It's almost September. So, I uh, I don't know, man. It, it's not looking good for the Twinkies as they've, they've lost six straight. It's tough. My girl Shay Lars in the chat. 
talking about facing the Astros with a triple-A team, half triple-A team. I mean, I don't think it'll be any different. This is, I think the Astros are, you know, in a class above the twins. And I think kind of shows. Man. Correa got a nice ovation. Yeah. And then, you know, the twins tried to get things going. Rocco had this meeting. He called it the zero fucks mm. meeting. Analyze. He told him just to go out and play and have fun, which is cool. Probably a little bit too late, if you ask me. You know, it's it's tough for me to, like, put into words, like, how I feel about the Twins because I kind of want to go off on them a little more about, you know, kind of the things they've done. They, they went for it a little bit. You know, they made some moves, but, like, not aggressive enough, in my opinion. How about that? You yeah. went and got Correa. I love that move. You know, it's actually it's been okay. I think that helped their clubhouse a lot. But like, I know you went and got Molly too, but I don't think that was enough in regards to the pitching. I know they've done okay, but it's still like, it's just blah. Yeah, the best way I can put it. And I've been a part of the Minnesota Twins organization for a long time, man. And it's been a while since it's like they put out a team that you're like, holy shit. Like 2010, I guess, probably the last time they put out a team that you, that you probably say that about. Yeah, I mean, I, I got excited about the Bomba squad. I mean, they, they were hitting a ton of homers that you were they like. They weren't pitching, though. Is, is this different? It's true. It's true. I mean, it's, you know, it's. it's Even in 2010, we didn't really have that great of pitching. It's why. It's <laughs> piece it together. I, I think you and, you and Jimmy used to bump elbows a little bit when it came to the Twins because the Twins, they really haven't had the fear factor. And now you're looking at a 500 Twins team. And, man, their upcoming schedule Giants, Red Sox, and White Sox. It's like a mid-fest for them uh, for the next week and a half. So um, that's tough. That's tough. And it, that's, you know, baseball seemingly always finds a way. Will one of the mids click for the final six weeks? Minnesota, the White Sox. Boston's kind of out of mid and just bad. San Francisco. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, we'll we'll see I, if any of those become When I was in Minnesota yeah. <clears throat> talking to one of my former teammates, I'm not going to say who, okay. but he was like, you know, really the last time that the Twins have had like front of the line really good starters in the rotation was like Johan and oh. Francisco Liriano. Oh. That's a long time ago. It's like 2006, bro. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like – that's not to take away from guys. There's been some good pitchers that come right. through there. But, like, it's – when you got that stat I just read about the Astros, 41 quality starts in a season but out of two guys. Yeah. That that shit hasn't happened probably since 2006. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Astros are really good. And, Trev, I tease this a little bit. I'm not going to give myself a full pat on the back. I think there's another team joining the category of really good, and I think it's the Rays. Um, oh, you better back back it up. You're gonna say that. Tell me. Well, the Rays are winners of six straight. They're eight and two in their last ten. Um, you know their record's starting to get to a nice place, sixty nine and fifty five. Um, and yet, like they had a little bit of the signs. A, they were the Rays. They've never been. Think about all the conversations we've had about concerns about teams this year. We've never had Rays concerns because you just don't because the Rays find a way. And now they've got some guys back, especially in their bullpen. My guy Pete Fairbanks um, is back and looking really good down there. They're starting pitching. Drew Rasmussen is continuing to put forward efforts. Um, 
and they're winning ball games as they get a little healthier. So I thought it was going to be, I thought they were going to become more a part of this season because I thought Wander Franco would come back along with some of the pitching. By the way, I saw Tyler Glass now throwing to some live hitting mm. the other day. Um, the Rays, man, they, they take care of their business. Again, they sweep a four-gamer against the Halos, which is always tough. And uh, they're, they're in the mix. They're in the mix, and we need to talk about them more. They have. This is kind of what we talk about when we're saying Ray is going to Ray because they have a lot of the pitchers, a lot of pitchers they were going to rely on this year on the IL, but they continue to find ways to get it done. Shane Boz, IL. Patino's in the minor leagues. Uh, Kittredge, 60 day IL. Fleming, 15 day IL. Uh, Luke Rayleigh is uh, not a pitcher. What am I talking about? I had another one. But they just continue to get it done. And whether that's organizationally, they just find ways to put people in positions to succeed, which is basically what Cash was saying. Um, But there really is no other way to put it than the Ray is going Ray. It's the perfect encapsulation of that organization because they do like to have it faceless. They do like to have guys there that they just... They want you to feel confident. They want to put you in the right scenarios. And that's like, that's where they get the most, that's where they have the most fun. I feel like that front office relishes in the fact that, hey, we can take these guys and put them in the right positions and teach them a few things that they do really well and tell them to go do that. And we're going to be all right as a franchise. And that's what they've done. Randy's gone the last week or so. Manny Margot always making the action happen. We, we know that's. That's his M.O. from Coach Ballgame. Shout out. Um, yeah, Kluber, six innings, one earned. He's, he's putting together a full, a full season. It's, you know, not, not exactly beautiful, but innings. We always talk about the Rays needing innings, and, and he's doing that. Um, Betancourt, homers, homers for them. He's done that a couple times now. So Rays sweep. They've, they're getting hot at the right time. That if they do get Wander back, I, I saw something that said he might rehab next week. Uh, the Rays can hit a scary factor that they haven't been there. They've just been around in this season. They haven't been scary. And a team you mentioned when you were running through these games that we thought was going to be scary and might be getting more scarier, uh, kind of the ALS version of the Phillies in my brain, is the Toronto Blue Jays. The Phillies of the AL or the Toronto Blue Jays? Kind of. They've got the scary hitters in the lineup, and they've, they have... The- I think they're a better team than the Phillies. Okay. Go on I with do. your bad self. I do. I thought this was pretty funny, uh, you know, because of how the second game went and the Rays were up by a bunch. They had Betancourt pitch in the ninth inning. He goes two for four with a homer and a two-run single in the seventh. And then he tosses a scoreless ninth to close it out. He touched 95 miles an hour, Jake, and he said after the game, now I know what it feels like to be Otani. Hmm. It's pretty cool. If you're like up there that. and you toss 95? Yeah. That's a real number. I like it. That's a real, that's a real number. number, bro. That ain't 85. That's 95. That's forever. Love that. That's forever. Your Jays Let's swept the Sox. Jays swept the Sox. They're getting it going right now. Uh, 9-3 Blue Jays in game one. This is uh, eight of nine Jays starters recorded the hit. The only one who didn't was Kirk, and he walked twice. Uh, that's a deep lineup. Um, Chapman after the game said, 
talked about how like the way they scored runs wasn't just like hitting homers. It was like we walked, we hustled, we beat a ball out. They like just really played baseball. I love when Chappie talks shit like that. Uh, then the next game was or next two games, extra innings in Romano. I mean, he tosses a scoreless, I believe, tenth in the second game, and then they go uh, to get the save. And then in the in the third game, he pitched two innings. He holds him uh, in nine, then holds him in ten, and they end up winning. I think I I just think that they are. I think the Jays, because they've been pretty mid. Mm. They've been. I think I had the. Uh, yeah, I had it up here. April six thirty six winning percentage, and then May, June, July, and August they've been just right over five hundred. Yeah. So we haven't like talked about this like Jays team going off on a run. There's still a run in this team, and if they hit it at the right time. This is a team you really, really have to be looking at or scared of if you're other teams because they could get it going in an instant because they have that type of roster. And it's I I mean it's it's the beauty of baseball, right? Like this this Blue Jays team, they have guys that your best pitcher could throw their best pitch in Vlad, George Springer, Alejandro Kirk, Teoscar Hernandez, Bo Bichette. Those guys can beat you flat out. Um so George Springer uh, is back. I think he he was out for a little bit. Um, and, yeah, I, I think part of the other reason is, you know, Vlad's season is really, really good, but the bar he set for us last year, uh, you know, it's a tier below that, that there's no Blue Jays uh, outside of Manoa and Gossman that are having really standout, standout seasons. But as a team... You know, with a good month, and like you mentioned, Trev, that's a really good point. That for the past couple months, they have been mid. They've been they've been above the mid Doza line, the White Sox, and uh, all those guys, uh, the Giants. They they've been right above that because of that good first month. But yeah, I I mean, and it's one of the things of baseball. We we talk about it on talking Yanks a lot because we saw it live in the 2017 season for the Yankees, our first season getting started. The Yankees had two good months, and the rest were right around 500. If you do that, you'll be a really good baseball team. So hopefully they have their good month coming, um, especially as the Red Sox kind of do their final death march uh, to finish out this season. Um, tough, and I, I know I talked about it last episode, but um, yeah. And and by the way, uh, this is a side note that that isn't a big part of this series. James Paxton... Who, who was dominant in Seattle, came over to the Yankees and was a really nice ball player. Man, you want to talk about the part of baseball we don't discuss enough. He was out pretty much all this year. There was a chance he was going to come back for September. He was rehabbing. He tears his lat in a rehab start and is out for the season. Um, man, this sport is such a grind, and we talk about guys hitting free agency at the right time. You know, he he's a guy... You know, if he had timed up his free agency right, James Paxton is like a $100 million pitcher, and he's, um, let's hope he can come back next year for some team and look good and get the payday he deserves because he's a fun pitcher when he's right, man. Um, but the, the injury bugs had him for a little bit. That's tough. Yeah. A couple, couple other cool things from the series. Um, Talked about like the Blue Jays and what Romano did in that last game, game three. 
They had runners. Red Sox had runners in scoring position in the seventh, eighth, and tenth, and they didn't score any of them. Mm. So whether that's an you know, it's bad for the Red Sox offense, also good for the Blue Jays bullpen. It's tough, man. Yeah. And then this is a fun story. I want to mention this because I like when stuff like this happens. Danny Jansen, he met a kid who had survived brain cancer, and he told him that he hit a home run for him, and then if he did that, he'd point to him. Guess what he did? Hit a home run yep. over the monster and pointed to him. God, that's I cool. Love that. God, that's cool, man. That kid feels like he's a superstar. When that happens, you see a big leaguer tell you he's going to do something, does it, and points to you. You feel like you hit the homer if you're the kid. That's awesome, dude. And that's uh, that's got to be pretty cool for Danny Jansen too. Who he's a big part of that Blue Jays team, man. You know, I like he, Danny um, Jansen, clubhouse guy, catches a lot for them, and and it always. Always feels like he hurts the Yanks. I know sometimes the end end of season numbers aren't there for Danny Jansen, but he uh, he he finds a way. He's an important part of that team. Um, Trev closing it off because there's a lot of weird IL uh, O's White Sox man, and I I don't know man if if I was gonna embody both of these team seasons in one moment, it's fucking last night, dude. Like the White Sox should win this series. Liam Hendricks on the hill. Not so much. Kyle Stowers. Stowers? Stowers? I don't even know because it's his first career home run as they're down to their last strike in the ninth. It's for the Orioles to win the series instead of the Mid Sox. I know the series was more than that. We had the five-out save from Bautista. He's been incredible. Um, You know, Gavin Sheets doing his thing in game two, but I agree with you. Two strikes, two outs, fly ball to your left fielder, who is, I think you consider him, that's your defensive replacement. And he just zoos it, man. There's nothing like, he had to run for the ball. You know the ball comes back towards you when it's headed that way, like it's going to come back towards the field of play, and he just overran it just a little bit, and like kind of took his eye off it just a little bit. And then you're thinking to yourself, if you're Adam Angle, fuck, I messed that up. Yeah. But you're also saying we got Liam Hendricks here, who's been in phenomenal lately. He still has two strikes on this dude, who's never hit a homer. <laughs> and then he hits a homer. It's a homer. And you, if you're Adam Engel, you just want to have a shovel nearby so you can dig a hole and crawl into it. It's the worst feeling. I've been there, bro. I get it happens. I wouldn't beat yourself up over it, but I know you want to. I'm sure you have been. But as much as it is embarrassing. For the White Sox, and my oh my, they've embarrassed themselves this year. It's awesome for the Orioles because again, you still had two strikes on you with two outs, and you're down a run against, you know, arguably the best closer in the game. Yeah, and you did it, and then you go hold them down. Or no, they did they walk it off? Oh yeah, they had to. They held them two innings in a row without being able to score. Yeah. With a runner on second, you get you throw up zeros twice. And then you walk it off. I tell you, I would have loved to be a fly on the wall in each of those uh, locker rooms afterwards because I can't imagine them being much more opposite. And Trev, I don't know if you want to do this because it, it, it hurt you a little bit, but it would be in the spirit of the betterment of the season. Can you announce the White Sox are dead so hopefully they no. have a chance to go? Ah. <laughs> oh, shit, man. <laughs> I'm going to go from Oracle, 
baseball prophet. This yeah. guy knows ball. Right. Listen to what he says. I might have picked two teams <laughs> to be in the World Series that aren't going to make the freaking playoffs. Currently bro. not in the dance. I'm a zoo now. I'm a clown. <laughs> Bryce Harper would call me a clown. <laughs> and then we get in a fight, and I probably would win. Say the White Sox are dead. Spark their season. They're not dead. I'm, uh, I still have hope for my two teams. Damn it. I still got hope for my two teams, man. They're still, what are the White Sox? Are, oh, shit. Yeah, man, it's getting real. I think they're four out on the division. And five back of the wild card. Oh, boy. And the Milwaukee's one and a half back of the division, of the wild card. Call the White Sox six dead. Back. Just say the White Sox are dead. Just say it. I can't. I can't. Damn it, Trev. All right. Tony LaRusse is not dead. <laughs> He's walking dead. <laughs> Let's do a tight interleague because I think there's there's three teams that need to be discussed. Um, man, a couple, a lot of two gamers. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Zach, we're going to be tight with this one. I think 10 minutes. Yeah. Give me the music. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. It'll be quick. This one might not, though. Let's go, Yankees. Speaking of two gamers that matter, the Yankees show the fortitude to win both games. Four to two. They take down Scherzer. And then Frankie Montas, a big start for him. Yankees take both games at home in the subway series this was this was big for them they took down um they took down manoa in the final game it looks like they're out of their funk we have the bonus points of of next series the rumors have fully come out that a pablo lopez trade was almost done for glaber torres um those those officially came out today so um I don't know. I don't know what you do with that, but Yankees, it looks like they're out of their skid. Mets, I, I don't know. You, you put your shoulders up a little bit. They took both games in City. Um, Andrew Benintendi starting to go for the Yanks. That's a big deal. Uh, Guardians, a team we probably need to talk about a lot more because they now have a commanding AL Central lead as they take two games from the Padres. Oscar Gonzalez, this dude is thrashing. 343 this month. Um, man, Guardians take both versus the Padres. Cal Quantrill with seven shutty. Uh, that's big. Clevenger, six innings picks, two earns against his old team, but it's not enough uh, as the guard dogs take both. Marlins took two out of three from the Athletics. I don't know if anyone watched this, although Cabrera for the Marlins, 22.2 shutout innings in four starts since coming back from the IL. That is gross. Um, and, yeah, some good baby Jesus here, his old team. He comes back. A's win that final game in 10 innings. Um, Nationals, Mariners, they split two, folks. I, I don't know what you want from me there. Bob Ray, 6.21 earned. Um, and, hey, they just locked up that Julio guy. That's pretty cool. George Kirby, seven innings, one earned himself. Is that a fart? Giants, Tigers, they split two. Again, I, I don't know what to do with this. Rodon and Manning for respective teams. They each dropped it. I I, I can't give you too much else. D-backs, Royals. Oh, this was the series of the weekend. 
can't, I can't say that with a straight face, unfortunately. D-backs won the first one. Royals won the second. Um, man, Bobby Wood Jr. showing the bullpen some love when he rounds the bases. Does that get you excited? Kansas City, your guy McCarthy. Trev, you talked about his swing last time. He had the go-ahead sack fly. And Singer, I keep telling you, draft him next year in fantasy baseball. He's figured it out. Zach Gallen with six shutty, too. And that's more or less what happened in the interleague baseball. Thanks, Zach. Um, Trev, we already went yep. through the standing, so we don't need to do that again. Um, again, a couple, two games of teams not around the playoffs. Can't really do that dance. I think the two things that are important here, Subway Series, always important, good energy. Yankees look like they've gotten out of their funk. And then the Guardians, dude, they, they take two from... The Padres, which still, again, those two-game interleagues do nothing for me. More so, it's that the Twins got swept and the White Sox stay mid, that the Guardians full-blown control the AL Central after I was pretty tough to that front office. Um, you were. I was, dude, because I, I loved everything they had going on. I thought they But could it wasn't just this year you're mad at. You're yeah, mad at overall yes. how they handle things. I, I still think there could be a, a couple things here and there which would make them even be more scary, but we need to talk about them. It looks like they're going to win the AL Central and uh, a, a little Subway Series too. So which one would you prefer to start with? Let's go Cronpaw. Let's go Mets-Yankees, which was supposed to be a cakewalk for the Mets, although they did not end up throwing DeGrom yeah, in the no second DeGrom. game. But Herman versus Scherzer, and Herman outdueling Max Scherzer is something of note. And then... Yeah. Frankie coming and doing his thing, which is nice, I'm sure, for Yankee fans to see. I think that ninth inning was really something. Clay Holmes was struggle bus. And then Peralta had to come in and get Lindor. And I was watching that at bat. Uh, it was bases loaded, right? When he came in. Wandy. And what's that? Yeah, Peralta, yeah. yeah. So, you know, he's got a couple pitches, like fastball changeup. Those are his primary pitches. Fastball changeup. He's got a little slider that's improved this year. And just correcting you from before is Clark. They, they were throwing Clark out Clark, there. sorry. Yeah. No, yeah, you're that's good. What I meant. Clark. Um, so, third pitch, he goes three times in a row to Lindor because they're smart. They understand. Like, Lindor has probably eliminated that pitch, essentially. So they start one out as a get-me-over. He gets that for a strike. And then he throws another good one. I think Lindor swung through that one. Throws the third one. And Lindor's too good of a hitter to you know see three in a row and not barrel the ball. And Wandy left it up a little bit. Hits it right down the line for the foul ball. Ends up getting Lindor out. But I think it was a really cool series. Uh, and I like that there was at least some pressure-packed moments there at the end. And I like when s- different pitchers have to come in to pressure situations. I don't think Wandy's going to be at the back end of many games for you guys, unless it is like a, a straight up like matchup based thing. But uh, for him to come through is pretty cool. Yeah. One, one of the jokes we've had on talking Yanks recently, because the Yankees bullpen hasn't been what you picture the Yankees bullpen. Uh, Wandy Peralta is their get out of jail guy. Like he's the guy you bring into bases loaded, no outs, and he's got a chance to get out of it. Like he's, I think in that situation, he's gotten like three tappers back to the pitcher. He he's just he likes the moment. He is that mm-hmm. guy, um, and he's kind of been their lefty specialist this year. Which if that's if what I mean, yeah. If you're in the Yankees postseason, he's um, 
holding lefties to a 119 batting average, a 357 OPS, which is funny because he originally was basically fastball changeup. He was kind of like a reverse splits guy because the changeup worked well on righties. Um, yeah, the Yankees, knock on wood, and I have the advantage of knowing what happened last night. It looks like they're getting out of their skid, um, and it's just a matter of how strong they're going to finish. Um, huge start by Montas. Uh, if, if he had thrown up another stinker, especially with Jordan Montgomery doing what he's doing, which you might hear about in a minute, um, that would have become a thing. Oswaldo Cabrera, um, they called up the kid. He It hasn't fully clicked with the bat, except last night, but we're not talking about that. But he's playing every position. Such good energy. And Trev, you know, it's one of those funny things. We we look at our parents, and it's, you know, what 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 traits have you gotten from your parents? And some things we appreciate, some things we don't. I talked to my pops last night. It was a good catch-up. And we talked a little bit of Yankees. And he phrased it perfectly. I, I can't believe it. Um, he goes, Oswaldo Cabrera. He comes alive when he's on a baseball field. like, And that's who he is. And you see it. You see it in his energy. Benintendi starting to go has been massive. Um, and yeah, the, the tune in Yankee land has changed as they start their West Coast trip. And if you're the Mets, I mean, it sounds easy for me to say on the other side of it, but you can't be freaked out by this. I mean, it was supposed to be Scherzer to Grom, then it's not Scherzer to Grom. Uh, Max didn't have his best stuff uh, on this day. And uh, more importantly, Timmy Trumpet will throw out the first pitch on the Mets game coming up Tuesday. So get ready for that. Big, big news, yeah. Um, you want to talk about the Guardians a little bit, Trev? The AL Central leading Guardians. Oh. If the chat is correct, I believe... Uh, Passon just announced that there are options on the Julio deal to make it 16 and 18 years. What? <laughs> but I would double check that. I'm just reading the chat right now. Let's see. Yeah, 39 seconds ago, the option is for 8 or 10 years on top of the original deal, depending how Rodriguez fares in MVP voting. It can range anywhere from 200 to $350 million. Uh, if the Mariners pick up the option, Rodriguez is guaranteed $320 million. If the Mariners don't pick up the option after year seven, Rodriguez has a player option. Yeah, I mean, we, we got a fancy one. So basically, he could hit free agency right before his 30th birthday, or he could be a Mariner as long as I'm alive. What the fuck, yeah. man? Would have loved to be. I gotta. I gotta dive into this. This is. We can't. Yeah. We can't react in real time to yeah. this. I need to go and check. Check all these numbers. It's still. We. We did our reaction. I think we had a stake with it, but maybe that'll be a midweek. We can follow up when we have some more numbers. But Trev, give give the Guardians some love. The love they deserve. As the Twins look like they're dying, and the Mid Sox continue their their ways. I think. Yeah, you know, I was talking to Rosie about it. He went and saw him play down in San Diego, and he's just. They're just pesky offensively. They have a few guys that can drive the ball. You know, we know what Jose Ramirez can do, and you know, Josh Naylor's got some pop and stuff like that. But they just wear you out as a fucking pitcher, man. They're fouling balls off, extending at bats. They just kind of play a little bit differently, and then they've got the pitching too. I mean, I didn't think offensively they could hold up. I think that was the biggest thing when we were looking at this team. Uh, as a whole, as a roster, which you know you kind of have to do. Like, hey, the pitching can be there. We know that for sure. But is the is the hitting going to hold up enough to to stave off the White Sox, who we thought were going to be a juggernaut? And don't fucking laugh at me, people. Everybody thought the White Sox were going to be good. Yeah. 
in on paper, they're still good. I don't know. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Just call them dead. Call them dead, dead, and we're home. There, there were some cool quotes. They were talking about Ramirez, um, Terry Francona. Um, yeah, was talking. He had his twentieth career multi home run game, and Francona said, "I'm glad he's in our uniform every day because he plays the game right. He's not always going to hit two home runs, but he shows up every day and gives you an honest effort." Uh, Quantrill had some other awesome things to say about him, but so you have that cornerstone there. You have a guy that you know is going to show up, and he plays both sides of the ball very well. Yeah. When you have that, I think it takes a little pressure off all the other guys. You, know, you, you that's he's the guy, and everyone everyone else can just do our jobs, whatever we're supposed to do, and that's what good organizations do, and that's what they tell players is, we're not we you're on this team to be you, you're not on this team to be somebody else. Like, hey, Quan, we don't need you to hit for power, bro. Like, we need right. you to do what you do well. And I think they've all kind of found roles in that offense and in this on this team. And they're rolling with it, man. And they look good. And they are going to be tough in the playoffs. Like, you know, I, I don't think they, on again, on paper, stack up against some of these other teams. But put them in the box and have them, you know, have five, six pitch at bats, seven pitch at bats every time up against pitchers and, like, Starts to wear on people for a while. So, go Guardians, go. I think, I mean, I'm not declaring the White Sox dead, but the expression I like to use is one foot in the grave, one foot on a banana peel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and it looks like they've, Um, I, I know John wanted us to talk about their schedule a little bit. A, a funky thing coming up, they have both their Mariners series coming up, so... Those are two teams around the playoffs that are teeing off against each other. That could be interesting if if one of those teams uh, gets hot against each other with the Orioles in between. Um, and then the Twins, the Twins have two series with the Guardians left, and the White Sox have four games. So when you talk about controlling your destiny, the Guardians have full control. We always think of Guardians pitching. Their hitting's arguably been better than their pitching throughout the year. Um, but they get strong performances on any given day from their rotation. The back end of their bullpen has has settled in. Trevor, uh, I forget if it's Steven or Stefan, former Yankee farmhand, Emmanuel Classe, we talk about him a lot. Um, it's a good team, and I we've said it all year, and these teams don't deserve for us to say it, but I wonder if, if someone will challenge the Guardians the rest of the way or the not. Currently, it looks like not, but that's... You kind of hope the baseball gods kick in just a little bit, just a little bit. Everyone's telling me I need I need to declare the White Sox dead. I'm just not doing Trev. it. People I don't do that. Maybe we're saving it for awards. Um, people, I I think you guys know I I love talking every team. I I love baseball so much. I, Rangers, Rockies. I really don't have much for you in a two game split. D backs, Royals. Same thing. Um. Even Rodon and Matt Manning shoving against each other. Giants, Tigers. Um, a couple weird interleague ones. I, I think, Trev, unless you have final notes, I, I, I think what's dead may never die. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Shout out Cole Irvin. Seven shotty, 11 case. Swole. Swole Irvin. Trev, let's head to the standouts because there's a lot of guys that deserve some love and we'll do it the rest of the way. And those are brought to you by Shady Rays. I just threw mine on. They've become an everyday thing for me. Um, They cover up everything that's wrong with me. Uh, Everyone gives me compliments on my Shady Rays. 
And, people, they're giving you a real deal. At ShadyRays.com, use code TALK and you'll get 50% off two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. I'll be completely honest with you. Since Shady Rays has joined us, they've swept our office. Like, everyone has two pairs of Shady Rays basically because of this deal. Um, Every pair is also backed by their lost and broken replacement guarantee. These very pair I am wearing, there is a broken pair out in the office. I put it in the middle of the office, and I said, let's put Shady Rays to the test. They sent me these. I wear them every day. Every day. So thank you, Shady Rays. Get some for yourself. Get some for your loved ones. And with code TALKING at ShadyRays.com, get 50% off two-plus pairs of premium polarized shades. Thank you, Shady Rays. Uh, You guys are the best in the game. Good people. Um, Go check them out for yourself or a loved one in your life. ShadyRays.com, code TALKING. 50% off two-plus pairs. Um, Trev, I will will go first on my standout. Maybe it's a multiple stand. How about this? I know how I'm going to give an assist and a goal. Uh, unless you're taking Justin Verlander, he's going to be my assist because um, he, he goes six innings, 10 Ks. Um, is this no hits? Is That can't be right. Yes. That's yes. right? Yes. It's disgusting, man. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. Yeah, six innings, no hits, 10 Ks. Um, and guess what? He doesn't even care. It's not like I'm gonna go get the no hitter. I don't care. I've I've got those in the bag. Boring. Um, his ERA lowers from one nine five to one eight seven. He's not even my standout because uh, it's going to Jordan Montgomery. Uh, Jordan Montgomery is a guy I'm very familiar with. Uh, he came up for the Yankees in 2017. That's when we started doing everything, talking Yanks, John Boy Media. Um, he had a really nice uh, rookie season, and he's been good for the Yankees. A career. He's now got a career uh, 101 starts, a 3.76 ERA. It's just solid. Like, his good is pretty good. Like, he could shut you out on a given day. Uh, he also battled through starts. He's got a big pitch mix, so he's finding it a lot. In St. Louis, he gets traded at the deadline. It surprises every Yankee fan because he can't have enough pitching, right? That's is the old phrase in baseball. He's gone over four starts, 25.2 innings, and he's only given up one run and it is the cherry on top is a complete game shutout against the Chicago Cubs by the way a one nothing game so it's not like this was a nine nothing and and Monty was just out there twirling it one zero you make one pitch and it's a tied game he only gives up one hit seven K's I couldn't be happier for the dude. He's got the beard growing in. A classic getaway from the Yankees. Grow out the beard. And it is his first complete game. The Yankees really even never gave him the chance to do that. Uh, The Cardinals are happy. He is currently like the best trade deadline acquisition. Statistically, at least. There's not really an argument. Um, And be happy for the guy. Uh, A pretty uh, chill South Carolina guy. Uh, you know, he turns on that mean streak on the mound when he needs it. He was kind of CeCe's understudy on the Yanks. And uh, the big lefty has found a home in St. Louis. He's been disgusting. And, uh, yeah, it's one of those weird things. You're happy for a good guy, but as a Yankee fan, you're also like, I, we could use that in an August where we've just been getting rocked by teams, hopefully out of it now. But uh, shout out, 
Jordan Montgomery with the assist from Verlander, who could get it every week, but uh, good for Gumby. Love it. I'm going to go with not just one game because it's not. there was more games involved with the player that I'm going to give my um, standout performance. Okay. Corey Dickerson, okay. former teammate of mine. 10 for 10, he goes. He ends up going 11 for 14 with a triple, three doubles, and two RBI. Uh, 10 hits and 10 consecutive at-bats. That's nuts. Now you go four for four. That's nice. You feel really good about yourself. Well, he did that on Tuesday. You go four for four the next game. You're eight for eight. Wow. I'm going to get out soon. Well, no. The first two at-bats of the following game, he gets two hits. 10 for 10. And I love some quotes afterwards. You know, he had a calf injury. I played with Corey, this guy, all he wants, he's a baseball rat. It's all he cares about. Um, comes back for the injury. He says he's trying to get just better swings off, swing with more intent. And he says, it's nice to see that I can still carry a baseball team. That mm-hmm. is a really good feeling for a player to have. I want everyone to go back and just look. I mentioned this before briefly on Talking Baseball. He is the guy that if he doesn't get a hit, He'll go change his batting gloves or his cleats or his bat wrap, like his grip to his bat. He'll go just change it. Just He's just one of those people. That's what he does. I'd be very curious to see. I didn't go back and look at this. I guarantee he had the same exact batting gloves, the same exact cleats, and the same exact bat for those 10 for 10. And then the bat that he didn't get a hit, I bet you he changed. I'd be willing to bet money on it, people. Love that. So I love the quirkiness of the, th- of the whole you know, situation. It's a very good word to describe Corey, uh, but he's also a rat. You know, I love my baseball rats. You love your baseball rats. That's why you love me. Um, like the Cardinals fucking need anybody else doing shit like that. Yeah, right. And by the way, Trev, that was a great point. Like being able to be a guy that could carry your team through a weekend, through a series and be the dude. That's a really cool feeling. Um, and so for him to feel that along with the whole, the rest of the Cardinals lineup, um, that's awesome, and I forgot to mention it with Monty. Um, it, it was technically a Maddox, which people like a lot. 99 yes. pitches. 99 Somebody else pitches. just did that like two days before. Who was it? It's becoming sexier, man. Baseball went from strike out as many guys as you possibly can to like, oh, wait, innings do matter. Um, so if you can get a quick out, that's important. Um, Trev, good standout. There's a lot, again, ton of guys that could have gotten it. Paul Goldschmidt, Jesus, <laughs> every day. Um, hey. He's a joke. Let's hammer out a little slump watch. Zach likes when I make noises. Slump watch. Let's get these boys hot. You're Speaking of, your guy, Trev. Andrew McCutcheon, 0 for 11. That too will pass. That's going to pass soon. Uh, Yachty, a little 0 for 11 after checking on his basketball team. That was something. Rowdy to Les. <laughs> what was that? Rowdy to Les, 0 for 10. Hey, get it going. Big homestand, Rowdy. Joey Wendell, Ooh. 0 for 10. And Cal Rally, our guy, big dumper. Big dumper, 0 for 9. Uh, he'll get it going. Um, Joey Wendell, date your daughter? Um... Joey, nice Wend- guy. Joey Wendell's like nice a nice guy. Joey Wendell's like a date my niece. Hand his hands are too <laughs> callousy. Yeah. Get those calloused hands off my daughter. <laughs> 
Let's go to Inflago. Zach, I think you got it over there. Trev, whenever it's All-Stars only, I, I like hearing Enfuego come from you. Oh, I'll read it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mentioned Corey Dickerson, mm -hmm. 11 for 14, triple, two, three doubles, and two RBIs. Jose Ramirez, I also talked about him, four for seven, two homers, four RBI, and a walk. Your guy, Aaron Judge, he's good. He hit two more homers, goes four for eight. He has three RBI. Nate Lowe, God, I have to think about that every single time. Mm. Four for 10, two homers, a triple, eight RBIs. That's nice. Uh, Trey Mancini, four for 11, two homers, a double, six RBI. Jose Altuve, six for 10. JT Romuto, six for 12. Alex Bregman, been hotter than the sun. Five for nine, a homer, a double, three ribbies. And Christian Walker. Do we talk about him enough? Five for nine, a homer, a double, and two RBI. And that, my friends, is who's on Fuego. And Paul Goldschmidt, who is... Always. He is the son. He is the son. Um, uh, you mentioned Bregman in there. He's really been going lately. His numbers are starting to get to Alex Bregman, what you expect them to be territory, and that's pretty cool because it's kind of been since 2019, since he's been full tilt there. His OPS is up to 847. Christian Walker's good, and yeah, Aaron Judge is on pace to beat the home run record, people, so get in tune with that. Uh, which brings us to... Award. No. Zach, there is an awards button on there. Awards! Yeah! I never know. I never know. It's like a shot of espresso at the end of the show <laughs> that we need. We knew, we do need that. We love Kelsey. Go Rocks. Um, Trev, I'll go first. Because, um, well, I went first, and then I, you know, I punted in fuego to you. And it's kind of... Hey, know, hey, hey, just yeah. before you... Wipe that chocolate ice cream. Okay. Um, and it's a tribute to Zach, because uh, my guy Zach is here. Um, and as if people that know John Boy Media know Zach's a little dark, you know? Oh. He's a music he's guy. He's a, he's a real rock cat. Uh, check out Crooked Ways. I am giving out the Freak on a Leash Award. Wow. Popular corn song. Yeah. Um, Does Zach like corn? I don't think so. Zach, do you like, like corn? Not a big corn no, fan. Obviously. No. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah. Obviously yeah. not. Uh, but it's what they represent. Um, sure. No, I, I mentioned earlier on in the program, Trev, uh, that there's a guy. I, was, I said I was going to give out a Pittsburgh Pirates award. And that's because O'Neill Cruz hit the hardest ball that's ever been hit in baseball history. Um, Whenever the New York Yankees play, sometimes I talk about the fans being spoiled because Giancarlo Stanton has the hardest hit ball pretty much every year the past six years or something like that. Aaron Judge hits balls as hard as anyone on the planet. O'Neal Cruz hit one a buck 22. It's the hardest hit ball of the StatCast era. It's the hardest hit ball of the StatCast era. Did um, he break his own record? I think he broke. I think Stanton had it. Um, okay. But O'Neal Cruz, and it hasn't been the prettiest rookie season. The the stats don't jump off the page at you. But if you remember, early on this year, he had the hardest throw of the stack. Mm, that's what it was. Era. He's uh he's six foot seven. He's playing shortstop. This this guy is unreal. Um, you know, I he's 
the 199 batting average. That's uh that's not too flashy, but he's got some steals. He's got 10 homers on the year in 52 games. He is a rookie still. Um and he's 23 years old. Hey, guys develop up along different paces, especially when you got as many moving parts as a 6-7 guy, but this guy. You know, I I always talk about it in I talk about it here. I talk about NFL when you see Tyreek Hill run or NBA when you see someone who's, who's you know, Giannis or whatever. That's O'Neal Cruz, man. I, I mean, this dude is a freak, and I hope, you know, maybe he has a strong last month to finish, but this guy can be a star of stars, especially when Pittsburgh hopefully hits their stride in a couple years. And maybe he can be a Julio Rodriguez-type guy because uh, his talent is... With scouts, you know, they grade players. <laughs> this is a guy that I don't know how you grade other players compared to him because he hits and he throws harder than anyone who's ever played the game in the infield. So a shout-out to O'Neal Cruz. Um, and, hey, a little Pirates love at the end of the up, babe. He is um, – I guess that is a pretty good award to give him. He, freak freak in a good way. Oh, good. You know I'm a good freak guy, Trev. Good freak. Yeah. I love watching him play. And yeah, you know, I get it. Um, you know, the overall numbers may not be where they need to be. But this this is a guy who's playing on a very bad team, getting his feet, you know, wet in the big leagues. I am excited to see what he does next year with a clean slate. Right. Right. He's getting getting his feet wet. It it happens differently for all rooks. Okay. What's your award? I'm going to give my award, and you guys got to bear with me because I'm more, you guys know I'm more Lord of the Rings than Game of Thrones. Right. But I'm going to give uh, the Mountain mm. Award. Okay. It's a Game mm. of Thrones reference. I don't know if you guys know who the Mountain is. He's Gregor. Oh. Why can't I say that? Gregor Clegane. Clegane. I kept wanting to put a C in there. Thank you for that, I'm Jakey there. boy. Um, he ends up. Battling, I think the Viper mm. in that series. Viper's gonna kill him. He starts slashing him down. Well, Mountain doesn't die very easily. That's one of the best scenes in all of Game of Thrones when he reaches up and pulls the Viper's eyeballs, or he pushes his eyeballs through yeah. his head. Excuse me, he doesn't pull them out. He pushes his eyeballs through his head, and that was when I was like, Game of Thrones is a completely different type of. <laughs> television show to watch my goodness but in the end he gets very harmed in that battle um and kyburn who is Cersei's like a uh, mad scientist if you will kicked out of the citadel for performing you know uh, experiments on humans he knows how to do frankenstein type things he ends up you know basically doing that to gregor and Turning him into just an absolute killing machine. Yeah. Okay. God, that scene when he pushes the eyeballs oh. through is something. Trev, you're speaking I'm gonna go, my, go watch that speaking my love language, man. Fuck the Martells, the Dornish. All they do is fight and oh. fuck. I'm a Dornish man. You are. You'd be spinning around talking shit like you're gonna kill the mountain, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> he pokes your eyeballs up. through yeah. the back of your head. Andrew Heaney, you oh. are. The mountain. People have been trying to fix Andrew Heaney for quite some time. There are some advanced metrics 
that just love this guy. The Yankees said, I want him. Matt Blake, do your thing. Jake, how did that turn out for them? Not so well, to be honest. No, it turns out Matt Blake is not Kyber. Turns out the Dodgers are Kyber. Because this dude just went and struck out 10 dudes for the second straight starts. Yes, he gave some runs on some homers to Milwaukee in the previous start, but his numbers overall in the season are disgusting. And it was just a few little tweaks the Dodgers had to make. They figured it out. They put him in the middle of the rubber. They loved his arm slot. He has the arm slot that Hader had, that Hader's Mm -hmm. lost. It's that sidearm arm slot that's low that gives the effect of the rising fastball because he's got good spin on his fastball. He's like a 90th percentile in baseball on his spin on his fastball. So he's coming from that low arm angle to the top of the zone and it just rides. And as a hitter, you've seen a million pitches and the ones that do that are just a little bit different. They don't drop down as much. So your bat path is fucked. You have to make a complete adjustment against those guys, a legitimate mechanical adjustment to hit guys like that. It's very difficult to do during the regular season. So he does those two things, middle of rubber continues to throw at that arm slot. Um, and then uh, using that rising fastball, if you will. And then he does what the Yankees wanted him to do. Turns the breaking ball into a sweeping slider. And he's just turned into another one of these, Pieces for the Dodgers to use. A swing man. He can come in and make a start if you need him to do that. He can be a long guy in the pen, a piggyback situation uh, during the postseason. And I know Heaney. And Heaney is about as far away from like a bad guy, wrong side, you're with Cersei type of dude. He's like the nice guy, <laughs> the guy you want to root for. But they've turned him into this person, this executioner. And I love every second of it. And I think... If he goes out and does what he has to do the rest of the season and then the postseason, he's going to be looking at a hefty payday, hopefully from the Dodgers again or anybody. Uh, and I think it's well-deserved. He, he just The code needed to be cracked a little bit with this guy, and it seems like the Dodgers have figured it out. So shout out Andrew Heaney. Shout out the Mountain. And shout out those eyeballs, baby. What happened to the eyeballs? I'm so Did they ha- get turned to mush? I'm so happy you realize that I am a person from Dorn, very flashy, uh, sex and fighting, will die. Um, and I loved how late into that you referenced Cersei after about three minutes of pure baseball. That was beautiful. Um, that was beautiful. Zach was giggling. Um, yeah, man, and hey, Yankee fans were brutal to the Heen Dog. He was very bad. I know even our, our guy, Sales Luke, John's little brother, had some tough words for... Heaney and he wasn't that guy and you like you like grabbed Luke and you're like you would love Heaney he's like a cool dude <laughs> he's <laughs> awesome yeah um but it's it's funny that's uh that's how sports work sometimes and yeah I hope I hope Heaney has a big postseason moment and I hope he gets a payday and hopefully like you're also saying it's with the right team it's with the Dodgers or a Rays that they can continue to tap into that so he can be successful so um I love it uh a little game of you bones. guys you guys when he would even come in the game, it'd yeah. be like, no. <laughs> it was tough for a little bit. It was tough. <laughs> I mean, Zach, Zach's a Yankee fan. Zach, how, how tough did the Heen Dog get for just a little bit? It got scary. <laughs> 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 he was in a tough spot, but he's good now. He's good. Yeah. And Zach's a sweet guy. So for him to say that, um, Zach, 
We need to wrap it up, and we wrap it up with our best friend of the week, who you can announce is one of Trev's close friends. If you have it there, or do you want me to announce it? I can announce no, it. No, you should say it. It's Max Freed. I think he's a four-time winner of best friend of the week. Five-time. Five-time, which makes him the leader. Eight innings pitch, one earned run. And then Trev, you know, sometimes these episodes we get a little wonky, and sometimes we forget it's Friday, and we forget Zach is behind the wheels. Whoa. It is Zach stimulator time, Big Z. Hit that fucking music, Zach. Okay. Zach, you want me to tee it up for you? You can tee it up. Okay, well. I've got my uh, sheet open here. Why don't you, Zach, just run it, baby. Who do we have in the wild card games to start it out? In the American League. Let's do that. In the American League. Wild card games is the Guardians and the Mariners. Ooh! And the simulator has the Mariners upsetting the Guardians. Sorry, Guardians. We just gave you some love. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Uh, Our other wild card matchup in the American League is the Rays and the Blue Jays. Yep. An AL East matchup. And? And the Rays move on. Okay. I, I have it up Ray's now. Going wow. Ray. Jays get got. Okay, so in, in that scenario, in the ALDS, the Mariners and the Yankees yes. would face off, Zach. Who's the stimulator have there? Stimulator has the Yankees going forward. That's huge. That matchup. That's huge for the Yankees. And then in the bottom half, who will the Yankees meet in the CS between the Astros and the Rays? Ooh, there's a little blood there. Oh, yeah. But you know that... What has more blood than the Astros and the Rays? Okay. Is the Astros and the Yankees wow. in the CS. Wow. The yeah. stimulator is dialed today. Yeah. Yankees and Astros in the CS. I think I'm going to leave it. I'm going to let the people think about that Ooh. one. And okay. We'll, we'll, yeah, let that sit. We'll let that sit. We'll go to the That's National easy League. One for me. The Cardinals and the Padres would face off as of today. Right. And this stimulator on this day has the Cardinals beating the Padres. Okay. I like it. Cards have the good juice right now. The Braves and Phillies. One of these teams is going to be eliminated and face each other. Mm-hmm. Wow. Stimulate. Stimulator says Braves. Wow. Fun. Tough. Phillies. Phillies. Brutal. All right. Your division series. The Cardinals and the Mets yes. would face off. Stimulator likes the Mets in that yeah. Formation. Yeah. Mets, if they can set up their rotation. I see what the Stimulator sees. And then the Dodgers and the Braves. Again, another series with a little bit of blood. See the Braves moving on. Oh, yeah. boy. Trev had the hat on. We just gave Heaney too much love. All right, your CSs. Yes. Yankees, Astros, Mets, Braves. Ho! Who do you have? What, excuse me. What does the simulator have in the AL, Zach? <laughs> in the AL, it's an upset for the Yankees. The Astros go on to the World oh, Series. Yes! My goodness, yes! Zach. I shouldn't have done that corn yes! thing. <laughs> I feel like that threw it off. The <laughs> Astros. For you. The Astros are going to the World Series, and the yeah. Mets and the Braves. NL ECS. Who do you have? It's a rematch of last year's World Series. It's the Astros and the Braves. We were so close to a Subway Series, and now we've got (laughs) neither of them. The Astros and the Braves are running it back in your 2023 Stimulator Champions on August 26th. 
Can you believe it? It's a repeat. The Braves win. Wow! Peter Moylan is dancing. He's probably topless on TV somewhere. It's all for Peter. Unbelievable. Hit the passing button. Hit passing, it right now. Passing. Tyler Glass now. One-year contract extension. 25 Ooh. million <laughs> smackaroos. Glassy. On you, baby. Wow, we gotta we gotta link up with the big fella. Congrats to Tyler Glass now. Congrats to Julio Rodriguez. Congrats to the Atlanta Braves on winning the stimulator. All-star only episode. Zach, Trev, myself. Trev, anything else before we go? My youth team is the Scranton Rail Riders. We're gonna dominate the fall league, baby. Watch out. Watch out. Shout out to my guy Tyler Wade. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Zach, for filling in. We will see you guys on Monday. Love you guys so much. Let's have a weekend, babe. Ray's going Ray. Jake sucks. Oh, that was a big one. Right at the end. Just snuck it in there. <laughs>